May I speak in the name of the God who lives, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What are we to say on a day such as this? When in this cathedral church, we remember the many thousands whose names are recorded in the memorial books here, who fell in the First World War. What are we to say in this county when we recall the tens of thousands of young men who died? There have been many tens of thousands of books written about the meaning of the First World War, and it's no exaggeration to say that the culture of the rest of the 20th century in films, in novels, in poetry, in art, in music. All this was an attempt to understand the nature of that war and its meaning. And still today, scholars are not in agreement over its causes, when it ended, or its meaning. What are we to say? It's no wonder, perhaps, in the light of the overwhelming loss and confusion, that the keeping of a two-minute silence became a feature of all memorials to the First World War after the first two-minute silence was kept in 1919 at the invitation of the king. The custom had grown up in Cape Town in a number of churches in the city centre as they tried to respond to the suffering of those who'd been bereaved and widowed. The clergy suggested that we keep one minute of silence in thanksgiving for those who returned and one minute to recall those who did not return. Perhaps today, the two-minute silence is valued because it is because it is silent, because people of all faiths or, or none can join in this moment of reflection, because it does not require us to articulate exactly what we're doing in the commemoration. But let's be clear, in 1919, people were very clear about the meaning of the two-minute silence. Overwhelmingly, people understood it to be a sharing in the crucifixion of Christ. You'll recall Jesus hung on the cross 
in almost complete silence. And as recorded by John, just before he dies, he looks up and says, I thirst. Christians have taken that with a double meaning. Firstly, Christ our Saviour, a truly human, the truly human one in the words of Scripture, an ordinary human being, experiencing within himself the violence of other human beings, experiencing within himself the meaning of human sin and suffering. And so he cries out to God in desire and yearning for wholeness and forgiveness. I thirst. And then Christians understand that our Saviour also speaks God's word to us. God's experience of our violence and sin. God's yearning for our forgiveness and wholeness. God cries out for us, to us, I thirst. God thirsts for forgiveness, for hope that all men and women might live in freedom, joy and forgiveness. So in these two minutes of silence, those who first kept them heard this double yearning Humanity crying to God in brokenness, I thirst. And God crying to humanity in God's desire that we might be forgiven, I thirst. Looking at the extraordinary loss of the First World War, we are confronted with a profound challenge to our faith. Because at the heart of the Christian faith, there is an absolute requirement. Either all of us, all sin, all violence, all bereavement is brought to healing, or none is. As we've heard in the Gospel reading today, it is the will of him who sent me, says Jesus, that I should lose none of all that he has given me, but raise them up on the last day.
And so on a day such as this, as we look at our Saviour on the cross, suffering in himself, the true victim, and offering himself the true priest. We're invited to take a step of profound faith that God is powerful enough, loving enough, big enough to redeem all human violence or nothing is redeemed. It's significant, I think, that one of the most healing experiences for soldiers in the trenches was to simply be present in nature, in silence, because it allowed their minds to relax and their hearts to open and to discover beauty once again. So today, we need to allow our imaginations to grow so that we can see a God of such beauty, power, strength, and depth that every soldier, every act of violence, every grief, every wounding of the First World War can be brought to healing, life, strength, and beauty. It's no wonder we fall silent. Like our Saviour on the cross, let us say to the Lord, we thirst. Our broken humanity, overwhelmed by violence, fear, and suffering, thirsts for the wholeness that we can only receive from the one who died upon the cross for our salvation.